Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 37, The Big Crap Enigma. It's been a long while since I thought about that evening with Big Crap Cynthia, but last night when I banged out her story, the old curiosity got a hold of me again. Back then when it happened, I only talked about it with Parp and Jessica. Jessica thought I was overreacting, so I wrote the episode off to me being stupid and maybe missing out on a series of great blowjobs and anal sex just because I didn't understand some Bronx colloquialism about crap and farms. But there's stuff about the whole adventure that I never could make sense of and still can't. I fell asleep last night thinking about it. If I dreamed anything, I forgot. Then today I had to go down to the Commodore Hotel for a meeting with management on when union members like me were coming back to work at the tavern. Oh yeah, I, I didn't mention. I'm going back to work in a few days. Less time to crank out the book, but I also get a paycheck again, which is pretty handy when it comes time to feed the boys. And while I was down there in one of the auditoriums at the Commodore listening to some guy in a suede jacket and sneakers talk about the bad economy and how the Tea Party sabotaged Obama and how it's great to still have a job, blah, 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 my mind wandered back to Cynthia. I was sitting next to Jono the main chef at the tavern, a big black guy from Puerto Rico who's had rude and raucous adventures all over the world like he was an ass-pounding Forrest Gump. I thought he might be able to help me figure out the big crap enigma. So after the speeches, which I guess were supposed to indoctrinate us to the new world of labor relations down at the Irish Tavern, me and Jono adjourned to the hotel bar. But when we got up on the stools, the absence of hookers reminded us it was too early for drinks. So we got some sodas from one of the shops in the concourse and sat down in the corner of the lobby off the 50th Street entrance. A quiet corner in a quiet lobby, furniture with dark burgundy upholstery. It looked out of place in sunlight, like it was there for the people who had jobs. People who wouldn't be around until it was dark. Jono sat in a chair and put his leg over one of the arms. I sat on the sofa at an angle to him and resisted the urge to put my feet up on the coffee table in front of me. An urge almost as bad as the urge to light up a cig. We talked shit for a few minutes, then I mentioned I was wondering if he could help me figure something out that had been bugging me for a while, and he said okay, and I told him the story about that evening with Cynthia. When I was done, he just looked at me for a few seconds, and then he grinned and said, Why are you asking me, man? He smiled like it was a friendly joke I was having with him. I haven't thought about it in a while, but last night I had a dream about it, I lied. I didn't want to tell him about the book I was writing to get revenge on my cock-sucking wife. Now it's on my mind, you know? I never really did get it figured out back then. He looked at me again, then laughed like my uncle. No kidding, if Jono was the only fat guy you'd ever met, you'd think the cliché about all fat guys being jolly was really true. Scat, he said. You know it's scat, man. I knew you were going to say that but I don't think it makes any sense. 
Why not? Some guys love the big turds, man. Ladies shitting on them. Ladies shitting in front of them. Yeah, I know. I've been out to the internet. But what would make her just assume I'm one of those guys? You didn't say nothing to her. I'm really, really not into scat. Yeah, but what did you say to her? Swear to God, I didn't say a thing. I've been over it and over it in my head. The only thing we talked about was that my wife doesn't like head that much, but I really love giving it. <laughs> he snort laughed. Well, let me think about it. Let me think about it. You sure you told me everything you said to her? Every damn thing. Okay, let me think. He folded his arms behind his head and stared at the ceiling. Then he looked around like he wanted to make extra, extra sure we wouldn't be overheard and said, You didn't say nothing to her like, My wife got this big butt I wanna lick, but she threw up tight. Nope. I still say scat. I don't know what you did, but she thought you wanted a load, amigo. Hey, hey. Around the corner came Kurt Libby, who I thought I saw there earlier. I may have mentioned in chapter 6 or 8 or something that he tends bar at the Commodore. Hey Kurt, I said. Mr. Libby, Jono said. What's life like in Harlem? Still got the wife and the three cats? Levin the dream, boys, Kurt said. Then he giggled like an ass and fumbled out a cigarette. <gasps> you guys mind taking this out to the sidewalk so I can light up? I was all set to say, yeah, sure, because I was aching to light up myself, but Jono beat me. As a matter of fact, I don't mind. I was just getting comfortable. Okay, Kurt said like it was no problem, no problem at all to forget about his nicotine fix. He put the cigarette back in the pack and grinned at Jono while Jono laughed like he just made the fat kid do ten more push-ups. <laughs> Kurt sat down on the coffee table in front of us. Really not supposed to do that, but nobody who'd squeal was watching. I'm trying to help Paul figure something out, Jono said. Yeah, what? So I told Libby the story. Wow, he said when I was done. So what like makes you think she didn't just have to shat? The bathroom was right there and she didn't move for it. But you're only there for like 30 seconds. Maybe she was holding it. Yeah. Jono laughed like a maniac. <laughs> she was saving it to dump on his chest. Ho, 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 ho. Libby laughed. So, Paul, you're saying this freak is in the little round Jewish hat video? Yep. They're reshooting that out in LA right now, right? Yeah. I was getting a little irritated. So how come you're not out there reshooting it with them? Fuck all. I just stared at him. Man, I wanted to smoke. Which one was she? Asked Jono. I seen that video a few times, now I'm gonna have to see it again. She was the... You remember when they're doing that big dance number down the so-called Soho Strip, and there's this fat guy at the piano? Vider, said Libby. What? Asked Jono. George Vider, said Libby. The comic. You never heard of him? Yeah, maybe. Me and Paul went to school with him. He's the fat guy in the video playing the piano. Right. I said, and there's this pole on the piano, and these strippers and yarmulkes and hot pants are dancing around on it. She was one of those chicks. What did you do? Close down the whole street? Jono asked. Nah, green screen, right, Paul? Kurt asked. Yeah, 
If he and Parp hadn't parted ways, he might have been their last march instead of me. Right, I said. Oh, I get it, Jono said. That's what you were saying about you were shooting in the restaurant and she followed you out. I don't get it. What does like on a farm mean? Lippy asked. Did she mean like a farm animal? Like a cow? Maybe she meant like a campesino, you know? Jono said. Like a peasant. Peasants crap big? I asked. I don't know, Jono said. I guess out on the farm they got more fiber, right? Seems like a stretch, I said. I think she meant like a cow. Float like a butterfly? Crap like a bay, Libby said. I laughed, but I really didn't get it. Jono shrugged. I don't think he got it either, so Libby changed the subject pretty fast. Hey, hey, Jono. Word around the town is. You're back banging fat fern. Ho, 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 ho. You mean fern? Jono said with this big grin. Oh, yeah, yeah, fart. Ho, 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 sorry. Yeah, I'm seeing her again. He looked at me. Man, she's pissed at you. <laughs> and he rolled with a laugh, but he never broke eye contact. Still? Holy shit, yes. I'm supposed to kick your ass if I ever see you. I have strict fucking instructions. So I guess today we never met. <laughs> now Libby was giggling too. He ruined it for eight guys, he said. Eight? Jono laughed. All right, Fern. <laughs> I gotta go, guys, I said. Yeah, Lippy said. Fern works at this hotel. <laughs> if she sees you, she'll chase you down and set on your head. <laughs> I looked at him for a second before Jono laughed and said, You crack me up, Libby. I split while the two of them were talking about Fat Fern and Kurt's wife Candace, who is now enrolled in a seminary of all places. That's right. Candace Libby, blonde hair, round ass, and her cunt belongs to Jesus. But here's the really fucked up part. As soon as I step out of the elevator in my apartment building, the cell rings and it's Libby. And what does Libby want? He wants to know if I've still got Cynthia's phone number. I gig hack <laughs> No can do, Kurt. She's got a boyfriend. Oh, what, what? Jesus. You're really not gonna give me her number? You don't remember Parp asking you for some chick's number three Christmases ago? The retard. You don't remember what you said to him? Long pause. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that was different, man. Parp was being an asshole stalker. So, I don't know, can I have her number? So you're just going to call her up, a complete stranger? Yeah. Well, I'd give it to you if I had it, Kurtz. I just don't have it. Had to keep my voice low. Couldn't go into the app because I didn't want to have to explain this end of the conversation to the boys. Christ. Narrow walls painted the same yellow as the naked light bulbs and the smell of cat box coming from three directions. I wanted off the phone and in the apartment. Wasn't there like a contact sheet or something? Oh yeah, wait, I think I might have that. It was a Google Doc, but if there's more than one Cynthia, you're shit out of luck, if you know what I mean. Guess you're thinking I'm kind of a, you know, freak, he said. Because you like getting crapped on? I guess there's worse kinks, like the one with the 20-foot-tall women who like to jam little men up their butts. I don't... Aw, oh, doesn't say I liked getting crapped on, man. I just like... Okay, I just like seeing a honey with a nice tush wrap on out now and then. There was a long pause. I was just beginning to think we were disconnected. Then he said, Don't judge, man. Hey, your wife is in the seminary. I'm just glad I could do you this solid. Yeah? 
Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes from the Upper West Side, copyright 2013 to 2016 by Dan Reich.